Poetry After Dark, the Angelic Poets is here in the building with my girl China Blue, and we are featuring a phenomenal poet tonight, Ebony, the goddess. Uh, and you can come through whenever, because I don't have you muted, Ebony. Um, I see you got your mic. <laughs> we love you, darling. So yeah, um, Ebony, the goddess, she's going to be giving us a piece of her. Um, we're going to be able to dive deep into the art, getting behind that pen and figuring out what makes Ebony the goddess. And particularly, Ebony speaks, because that kind of caught me when I was doing the do and, and figuring out, you know, how I was going to go with this interview tonight. So, yeah, we're going to dive into that. Um, but without further ado, y'all, Ebony the goddess. <laughs> whoop, whoop. How you doing tonight, love? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? How you hi, doing? Hi. <laughs> yeah, we good. Um, it, I'm happy. I'm, I mean, I know we went through a whole lot, but we here, and um, it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, I had your CD for a while. I play you regularly, and regularly. Look, she is a fan. <laughs> it's disgusting. Don't hate. <laughs> it, I mean, good poetry is good poetry. The fact of the matter is, you pull your heart into it, and that is that part right there is what captures me. So, she's so quiet, y'all. I promise you, Ebony is not this quiet. Make sure I ain't, you know, I ain't want to make no more technical difficulties because we've been through the storm and rain today. Y'all just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we have, we have. And I mean, look, this is new for me. I usually just go off my board and incorporate this pod bean thing um, for you guys so you can have that interaction. It is a little bit more difficult, but it's worth it because the quality is better. We are able to interact with each other. We can see each other, and I think it's cool. So we're going to work it out. As time progresses, it'll get better. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want... I ain't even crossed the line. Y'all can see each other? Look, see, I feel all out of place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's the same thing. When you're on the phone 
and you not in here, you missing stuff, man. That's why I said, come in and have the full fledge. You know what it is. We used to be on Blog Talk. And if you don't have the full fledge, you, you just get to listen, you know, but that's better than nothing. That's true. <laughs> if you don't, you, you miss out on the experience when you're not every place that we are. So that's true. Word, word. So um, I'm going to go ahead and get in. You know, I ain't going to waste no time. I have questions. <laughs> All right, so Ebony, how long you been in this game? Um, officially five years uh, since 2018. Unofficially, October 6, I mean, 2018. I was I was checking up on you, girl. I know the info. <laughs> mm, so you knew that already? Okay, I did. <laughs> yeah, October 6, 2018 was uh, what I like to think of as my rebirth and. That was the night that I did my very first open mic, that I first shared poetry with people, you know, uh, people that I didn't know, a couple people I did know, but just sharing poetry, period. It was so pivotal in my life because the person that walked up to the stage was not the same person that walked away from the stage. And I think mm. about that moment so much <laughs> because one small difference in, you know, getting there, I probably wouldn't even be doing poetry now. And I think about that all the time. And I just, it's just more, um, more affirming to the fact that this was my purpose. I was meant to be here that, you know, everything that I did up until that point had its own individual purpose. Even if it was negative, it was a, a negative impact that was supposed to push me closer to my purpose. So it's it's crazy. I ain't gonna give y'all all the, the details until she asked the questions though. Yo, I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm inspired already because like she said 2018 and the CD drop, the album will have you dropped in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> wow. See, that's, I want to know what that emotion was. What, like, what what pushed you to even get on the stage? If this is your first time in this type of environment, what made you say, okay, tonight's the night. I'm getting up there. Honestly, uh, that was my very first poetry show going to, period. I didn't even know we had a poetry community here on the Gulf Coast in Mississippi. I had no idea. And my friend was like, oh, my God, Ebony, I just found this, uh, this place where they do poetry. We should go. You know, we just was going as friends. And the the days leading up to it, I had um, started writing a poem. The poem itself was actually inspired by Dunny Hathaway's A Song For You, which is my favorite song in the whole wide world. And I performed that poem because it didn't have anything to do with me. And like I said, that particular poem was something that it was, I guess you could say it was the first poem that I wrote that was formed in my imagination first as opposed to just something that I was writing that I lived. So that was also pivotal too. But when I got there, the vibe was just, the energy was so good. And it's like, everybody always watched, um, what's the name of the movie? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, love Jones, don't say Love Jones. <laughs> yes, love Jones. Everybody watched Love Jones and wanted to have that type of environment. And the closest thing to that is poetry. You know what I'm saying? Not just the, the poetry side, but even the intellectual black people. That 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 time. Yeah. All of that, the yeah. closest you get to that piece in the poetry community. So when I got there, it was like, oh, these my people. Okay, and I ain't gonna right, lie, I was drinking right. too. <laughs> so I had my liquid courage in my system. 
I was feeling good. I was feeling the vibe. I was liking something different. You know, and everybody clapped for everybody. It wasn't like, oh, I don't like her poem song. It was, it was just all love. And being in that type of environment reminded me of like my family and the type of family that I grew up in. Any other place that I went, like to the club, to the casino, places like that, you don't see that. This was the first place I went where I got, you know, that type of energy. And it I was like, I just folks. wanted to move. my people. Exactly, the essence of my people. And it's like, I wanted more and more of it. So it's like, when I got there, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a poem. <laughs> so I did perform and I didn't think any of those people was listening to me at all. Just being honest with you. When I was on the stage, I um I had on a bralette and y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm heavy chested. So I thought that the attention of what I had on was what people paid attention to. But when I got off the stage and heard not just women, but men coming and congratulating me on what I wrote and actually, you know, knowing what the poem was about, I was like, oh, wow. So people actually listen, you know, and I just I wanted some more of that. I, I, the the uh, show was only once a month. So every first Saturday, I was at the wall in Gulfport, Mississippi, trying to get some more of that. And wow. I just got hooked. Word. Okay. I got a um, question. I, th I think, uh, well, I thought I heard you say that you your first piece that you performed wasn't even yours. It, no, it, was, mine, it was a poem was that a wasn't poem. personal to her. Was it easier yeah. for you to perform that versus doing your own? And is that why you chose that? Yes. So okay. I have been writing on and off a little bit um, over the last few years, but I kind of slowed down how I was in junior high. And that poem I wrote, it was something in the words that Dunny Hathaway said, something about my love is in their hiding that inspired the whole poem. I had a whole vision of something in my mind where it was like this couple and the couple, you know, had got in an argument and the wife got mad at the husband and she just went so much inside herself that she ended up in a coma and she ended up in a coma hiding from her husband for so long that it took him to you know come come back sing that song and every day every month every year you know until the moment that he was about to to actually pass away is the moment that she was pulled out of it and they said that you know they had their i guess reconciliation in the moment that he was taking his last breath. Wow. No, it's sad, but don't. <laughs> Yo, that's, 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 wow. Okay. Ooh, I ain't about to get into my fee-fees. Try help. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I don't understand where she's coming from. Cause uh, when you, I think when you first start writing as a person, whether you call yourself a poet or not, and you just write something to get off your chest, I think that, those initial poems, those first poems are very personal because that's what motivated you to write. You were writing it out. So then when you get in more into it and more involved and you're just writing off inspiration. So this poem is not about my personal experience. It's just about something I can relate to or something that motivates me. It's my muse, but it's not me. Okay, I so think call that those me slow. pieces are way more easier to put out there. My bad. I totally miss I gotta go back. Uh, I, I misconstrued the whole thing. So you wrote about someone else it was still your creation it's just that you wrote about somebody else and not a personal situation right i got you I'm a, there is a piece of me in every poem that i write even if it's not about me directly and right oddly enough i just read this poem today and i was like wow there is 
a piece of who I was at that moment when I wrote it is in that poem. Hmm. The woman that felt like she wasn't seen, wasn't heard, wasn't appreciated, that hid so much in herself and numbed herself, worked herself to death trying to provide for boys, don't have no support, don't have nobody to help her. You know what I'm saying? It may not be directly me, but in, in a sense, that is still me in that poem. And I didn't mm -hmm. recognize it until I read it today. Somebody was asking me about, you know, you ever go back to your old poem? And just so happy I went back to that. So I'm glad that that happened. Look at there, purpose. Yes, girl. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's funny you said they going back to Facebook. And, you know, if you've been a writer on Facebook, they bring your little memories back. And I'm like, dang, I was that person? So I definitely understand what you're saying. Hello. Okay, I get that. Because... Man, we um as poets, we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we lay down. And especially how you can write one piece and it can have like so many fucking meanings to it. So Right. That's the beautiful beautiful part of art is the way that other people cause what you write, even the things that you wrote, somebody else can hear it differently and experience it differently. And the poem, like, I used to read my poems to my aunt all the time, and I promise you, she always come back like, that poem about Jesus. No, the hell is not. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. She'd be like, girl, you know, you need to get closer to the Lord. This is, I'm talking about me and some man. I can't. Getting it on. And you talking about Jesus. Shana, mm -mm. Lee, we're going to leave your aunt out of this equation today. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how art works sometimes. So if somebody else heard something else. I was talking about penis. She heard Jesus. Oh, that's all I'm saying. And we gonna okay. You know what, Ebony? I can't, Ebony. Um, let me go ahead and get into this album here. What I've noticed <laughs> is that it is Ebony speaks. And so, talk to me about that. How did that come to be? That was. That was what poetry is for me. Um, the beginning of what poetry was for me. It was just, um, like I said, prior to poetry, I was in a domestic violence um, relationship with my boy's dad. We were together for five years. We had two kids and I also went through a miscarriage. So there was a lot of baggage that I held from that one relationship. And I realized after some time that all I was doing was going to work, going to school, coming home to the kids. Going to work, going to school, coming home to the kids. And it's like, I completely shut the idea of taking care of me, myself, um, actually, you know, worrying about my own desires and things like that. All of that was on the back burner because I had to make sure, you know, especially when, when the woman has to take up, you know, take up the slack and, and do everything herself because the father, you I'm mm -hmm. not gonna throw this Honey, you already know. I know. We know. We but, know. But because the father isn't in the place to do the things that he would like to do mm -hmm. as a father, we'll, we'll take that route. Um, because of that, I, I just, I don't know, I just put all this pressure on myself to prove to everybody that I could take care of my babies, that I could do it, that, you know, I didn't need all these people. And it's like, people would, would definitely try to help me, but it's like, I, I had this this undying um, need to prove everybody to that I wasn't right. a statistic, that all of these things that happened, because I was the child that everybody had high hopes for. I was a child that excelled in school, that everybody, you know, when I graduated, everybody wanted to send me money because they knew I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer and all of these different things. And when I didn't become any of those things, and then it became me 
being attached to this man, you know, and then people starting to notice that it ain't, you know, that it's something different about that relationship. You know what I'm saying? And then them seeing how I stopped, I stopped coming around family. I started isolating myself. And then when the kids started coming, you know, it's so many different levels to that one relationship. But I look at how I like really just put myself into the responsibility and didn't care about anything else at the time. I really numbed myself to be able to get through those times. And I didn't realize that I thought that I was protecting myself, but I was actually crippling myself. Mm. And it, it it caused me to just feel the need to be heard. Um, after the, the relationship with my boy's dad, I remember there was a time uh, I was at work. The night that it happened, the, the very last time he put his hands on me, I remember calling out for work and telling my manager, because uh, somebody was like, you need to tell your manager what's going on so they'll understand why you're not coming back to work. Because I was also nine months pregnant at the time. Um, wow. I told him what happened and word just got, I worked at Walmart, word just got around. People just started spreading all of this stuff. And it went from me talking to the store manager to me coming in on one of my off days and one of the ladies not knowing that I was the, the person that worked overnight that, they, that she was talking about, but talking about my business and the lie had grew into so many other things that it wasn't. And I just felt like nobody would listen to me. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like there was nobody that could hear me and, and nobody that appreciated me. You know, none of that. I mm. just, I completely shut, shut down. I was also living in a domestic violence shelter at the time. So it's like, that's where the need to, to take care of my babies came from. You know, realize, dang, we on our own. Mm. We ain't got nobody. Yes, I had my mom, I had my family, but I didn't want to be a burden on them. I had to figure it out myself. I put all this pressure on myself. And then that went into me numbing myself and just trying to get everything done to get fast forward to the poetry. I had so much stuff that I didn't realize I was holding on to and carrying that all I could do was write about it. Word. All I could do. It's just, it's like a bubble. I mean, a, a balloon that was waiting to pop. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody yeah. just put one little needle, scraped that one little needle across and pop. All right. of it just oozed out on the page. <laughs> and it seemed like everything that I was writing was about depression and, and domestic violence and all of these different things. And I was like, I get tired of writing about this stuff. So yeah, um, I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> oh no, I, I, I'm I'm really I'm intrigued because don't ever don't put the limitation like whatever your pen want to do. I've had to learn this. Let it do it. Do not put no stipulation on how you write because you you just don't know that that one piece can have a thousand interpretations to the next person. It could be totally different and it can help them and heal them in a totally different way than what it did for you. That's the beauty of being. Mm -hmm. A writer. Well, that's the. I'm that's, sorry that's that you had to go through that experience. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I'm really, uh, I'm really sorry you yeah. had to experience that, but like you said, it was something that once it happened, you were able to be out here and, and have a purpose. Like you, you, you know, you, you don't know what those words and those pieces and those performances. Even you just talking about the story, how it'll help another woman mm -hmm. or another person going through that kind of situation survive that or find their own way to communicate and be heard so yeah. we appreciate that i know you started a, a domestic violence um workshop a writing workshop um called purple rain are you still doing hey. that so <laughs> i'm gonna be completely honest with y'all because that's what i do you know what i'm saying i believe in transparency 
I tried for the last two years to do the workshop and something in my spirit wasn't ready. Respect. Mm. So if y'all notice, have y'all ever really heard me talk about me being in a domestic violence relationship? As long as y'all know me. Not really. I haven't. I know I haven't. (laughs) It's because I'm still not comfortable with the ideal of saying that I am a survivor of domestic violence because I don't I don't I don't understand why I'm like that. I'm just be honest. But I still and it's not even the title. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the label or anything like that. It's just I've seen women that have, you know, been through worse things than what I've been through. I can say that I didn't have the the brunt of what I've seen. But mm-hmm. I still I don't know why I just have I struggle with the idea of saying you know that I am a survivor. I, I prefer to say I was in a relationship where there was domestic violence mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because I, I think me too. Yeah, and and that's why when I was I really do want to help the women, but I don't know if that's my ministry. Mm-hmm. And guess what? In my eyes, you helping them anyway because you you put it in the poetry. You know, it it doesn't have to be, be defined all the time of how help comes. You know, some people say medicine and shit, and other people say music. Hey, poetry saves lives. Let's not you know undermine what poetry can do, and you're doing that. And I can definitely understand how you identify because that puts a label on you, and then you'll have to to actually take on that label. So if that's how you need to identify with that. Don't feel like you need to change that. That's that's profound. Thank you for being transparent with us. We appreciate that. I think it's a beautiful thing, though. And if you can rework that idea in your head, because it wouldn't have came to you if it wasn't you. So maybe, maybe if it wasn't for you to do alone, maybe it's something you might need to collaborate with somebody. But it wouldn't have came to your spirit if it wasn't for your spirit to do. So maybe some kind of way you could work that thing out. I hope you don't let it go. That's all I'm saying. Word. Now we do got to um, step into this album Because yeah. we've been having such a great conversation I mean, well, yo <laughs> We still got time But this album I, Okay, outside the interviews of course I'm focusing on what you wrote The uh, headliner I noticed that one had a remix So can you give us a little insight On, on what this headliner had something, You know, what's that about Um the reason why I wrote Headliner was because I wanted something different on the album because I looked at all the tracks on there and I, I have the self-love poem and that's kind of sad. I have Dear Mama on there and that's kind of sad. I have the, the poem about my son wanting to be a police officer and that's kind of sad. It's like I, I felt like the energy of the of the, the album was leaning too, too sad for me and that's not who I am. You know what I'm saying? At it that point, you, when I was, was giving you every day blast four one one vibe. Yeah, like you know, I ain't trying to have people all depressed and, and in their feelings the whole album. I wanted there to be some excitement and celebratory because at the end of the day, that's me. I, I like to be the life of the party, and I don't. I didn't at that time have any poems that I felt like reflected the full capacity of my personality. So I was like, you know what? I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm listen to some other beats. Let me see what I find out. And I found that beat. Soon as I heard the beat, I immediately, da, 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 you know, started kind of humming something. I was like, oh, I like this. Let me put some words to it. I remember I was cleaning the bathroom as I was listening to the beat. And I just got so excited. Something in my spirit just got excited. And I started um, 
you know, writing some lines down. I was like, okay, I like this, I like this. I let somebody hear it. They got excited. Then somebody else got excited. They was like, oh, we go, we go, you know, everybody just got excited. It's like, you know what? Put it on the album. <laughs> go on, drop it on there. Go on, put it on there. Keep the motherfucking party going. Right. <laughs> That's exactly how I heard it, Dad. That's exactly how I heard it. Go keep the party going. <laughs> Yo, uh, we gotta we gotta share love. Now listen, um, per China and of course myself, we not giving y'all the all. They are some pieces. Okay, they are some pieces that you'll you'll get the full, but you're not getting all. Go buy the album. I will be shouting out her links. I mean, when I tell you she everywhere, she everywhere. There's no excuse. All you everywhere. gotta put in is her name and, and boom, Ebony the Goddess. Hey y'all. Y'all can Google me too. I'm Googleable now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I saw you out there in them streets all Googleable and shit. I'm bad at you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me give y'all a little taste of the headline, okay? Here we go. I told y'all I ain't gonna give y'all too much. I ain't playing. Straight up. Bottom damn album. <laughs> that wasn't nothing but putting the tip in. I don't know what that was. <laughs> you ain't getting but the tip. Then we'll, I'll let her choose. You know, she got one that I, she wants to play totally out. We can definitely do that. But I'm not gonna give y'all all. I'm gonna give you enough to be like, oh shit, I gotta go get it. I gave you that feeling. I put the tip in and took it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I love the beat. It's Friday, y'all. This is what happens on Friday nights. <laughs> okay, the original poetry after dark. You better know. Now, that beat though, I was like, ow. Okay, that's that's the kind of feeling I got. <laughs> that's how. Do so you always like the music, or was that something that happened later? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you good. Go ahead. <laughs> no, what you said, girl? We want to hear. Ebony. Oh, I just said, yeah, that's how I felt. I was in the bathroom cleaning the toilet up and there bopping and shit. Right. Oh, <laughs> shit, girl. That, I had those vibes all day. <laughs> uh, my question was, do you did, do, did you always write to music or was that something you developed later on? Um, Years ago, I used to write songs, um, but I didn't do anything with them. <laughs> And um, then when I started actually purposely writing poetry again, it was really just poetry. And even the all the the the, the tracks on the album, none of the poetry was written to the music. All of those beats oh, okay. were chosen after I decided to go forth with the album. Headline is literally the only thing on there. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was written for the beat. Cause the beat, I'm just telling you, the beat with Jay was too hot. It was, it was too I, hot. Too shady. That was like, I was like, ooh, cause I don't even, you know, usually listen to music like that. Trying to tell you, don't she tell y'all? So when I heard that, and it make me want to bounce immediately. Yeah, that's a hot ass motherfucking beat. <laughs> That's what I wanted to. I wanted something different because spoken word artists, I feel like a lot of times when we have albums, like you said, we kind of have like a, a certain type of beat that we go for. It don't have a bass. You know what I'm saying? If it do have a bass, it's just that one note throughout the whole song. You know what I'm saying? I was a music major. I was a music major back in college. So I like to move. I like to, you know, I like to get up and shake. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm down south. We we about an hour from the Orleans. You know what I'm saying? No. You like the, <laughs> like the bomb. And I, hey, I, I visited New Orleans. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And they party. Like, they put the P in party. I haven't party. been yet, y'all. I can't wait to go. Man, it's beautiful. They put the P in party. I, I mean, bouncing, bass, I and everything. I want to go before the world get more crazy and then it don't be as fun. You know how you miss out on things. Yeah. <laughs> for come when we go for my family reunion, because I'm telling you, we finna turn the fuck up in 2024, Okay. Well, you put me on the list. I could be cousin C. I'm cousin C. Put me down. Oh, word. Just, just don't talk me to none of my list. cousins. I'm going to get a t-shirt and everything. Word. Yo, um, I think this is a great time to shout out um, some links on how y'all... I know she said she was... I don't even think I can... Google, Google, Google. I think she Google. Google. <laughs> Oh my God! Don't say it no more. You know what happened? <laughs> I had to practice it a few times before I said it, so you know you got to think about it and see how it's spelled before you say it out loud. That's Without a doubt, like Google, Google. Listen, you can have that. Google that ass, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and um, like she said, she's on Twitter, so uh, twitter.com forward slash Ebony the Goddess. T-H-A, y'all. Okay? T-H-A. Make sure you put it in there right. Say it right. T-H-A, not T-H-E. We, you know, okay. y'all educated folks out there, but we need y'all to, you know, put it up a tad. Really? Because I'm country as fuck with the gift of gab. That's what the A for, okay? <laughs> Ooh, let Ooh, them know. Show that. Okay. <laughs> y'all make sure y'all get to her. Ebony the goddess. All places. Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. She's Googleable. Yeah. So and y'all she make has sure y'all website. take care of that and y'all do it. Yeah, That's y'all right. make sure y'all do that. Everythegoddess.com. Make sure y'all over there. She is everywhere, y'all. If you on the South, she's out there. She's been in Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. You name it, she has been out there. I can't wait till she make it to the Midwest way. But meantime, if y'all oh, out I'm there, coming. y'all see her, y'all make sure y'all step in, say hi, let them know China and Dap Century. And show y'all love and support to her. Most definitely. Nobody can do it like China. I'm telling you. Uh, I miss these days. All right, y'all. So without further ado, we are at chat. Ugh, I can't speak today. Track three. And um, please introduce us, Ed. So, like, what's, what's good with this one? What's the title of that one? I can't see it. Hang on. Let me pull this up. You know what? I'm about to just blast and just play it. Either. I think it's I am, if I'm not mistaken. It's either the self-love poem or I am. I was going to ask, did you have a piece called Ebony Speaks? Because that's what it looked like. I do. So that's where the title of the album uh, evolved from. Was That was the name of that poem. 
And then I was like, you know what? What is what am I trying to say with this album? Ebony Speaks was already the name of the track, so I named it the album too. And my next album is going to be Ebony Listens, which is going to be the B-side version of Ebony Speaks. And there is an Ebony Listens on there too. Like there is a, a, a... I love so, that she said it's going to be the B-side. Don't nobody know about no B-side, girl. What you find out? Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Ebony. Ebony. About that. I'm gonna take that card. I'm not. Mm-mm. Ebony listens. I love the transition there. I, I, that, I'm feeling that. There's evolution with yeah. this. I'm getting it. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. See, not many people get that part of it, but that's exactly what I was going for. I ain't gonna always tell y'all the secrets. I just be wondering, you know, if y'all gonna pick them up. Damn, you know? Skippy, from a poet to a poet, baby, I got you. I can't promise that mm-hmm. on everybody. <laughs> But you always get my stuff that anytime we've talked about stuff, you always get like understand stuff that I'd be like, hmm, how she picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Word. So with Ebony Speaks, this was the name of the um the album. This was also a piece. Is there anything we should know before we play this for the audience? Um Ebony Speaks was the very first poem I wrote after that first open mic. So, (laughs) and um, how do I say? I feel like it's the epitome of everything that I wanted to tell the world that I hadn't been able to communicate prior. Mm. So I'll say that and then, yeah. And it's the one we play all of. You just got lucky, people. You're tuned into the original Poetry After Dark. I am Dab China Blue, as you know. In the building. We'll be right back, y'all. Ebony, speak. You claim it's so hard to be a black man in today's society. Only compassionate towards your own struggles, disappointments, adversities, anxieties. But you never acknowledge how the black woman is left suffering silently. All you see is the image of an ugly, bitter Mad black woman when you look at Ebony. Never exploring the bitch beyond the mask, beyond the fists, beyond the tears. We're left behind unprotected, unable to let our guard down, expected to accept reality as is. Our layers are the flavors of our soul, but the more our men reject us, the more our flavors turn cold. The little girl inside of me calls for the woman I was designed to be, reminding her of insecurities in past relationships. Depression is a disease not afforded for the black community, told to suck it up because there is no sense in crying. If you could look beyond my physical temple, you'd be forced to understand my emotionally mental. These tears are covering, protecting my inner gentle, Layered with profanity, sarcasm, and tendencies of being judgmental. Our lives not as easy as it seems. Try being constantly ridiculed for not being what our sons need. Expected to be mother and father while learning what a man really is from watching Bill Cosby. Feeling less of a woman because out of the 24 hours in a day, I have just enough time to have no time left for me. Expected to dedicate my entirety for a decision that we both made. You get to up and leave, conscious clear, scot-free, forcing every move I make to incorporate the two seeds you fertilized inside of me. 
got me asking questions like, what is love and when does it incorporate your loyalty? Leaving me to find a younger, more immature version to feed your so-called needs, starting the cycle all over again with her allowing you to manipulate her mind and attempt to control her body all because she believes in you. Attaching her emotions to the hope that true love could be found within the images of the empty promises you drew. The great I am created her for a purpose, not to fuel your self-esteem or feed your ego, not to validate your masculinity, using her body as currency. If she's a queen, as you so eloquently put it, she deserves a throne that doesn't require her to reside on her knees. It seems we're married only as a ploy to keep us from leaving, but two years and three kids later, let him tell it being a family man isn't his ideal of living. Destroying the structure of the black family, doing things that aren't accepted legally, killing each other, giving police the opportunity to take advantage of your weakening, leaving mothers, sisters, daughters and sons, wives and girlfriends forever stained, learning to live with the pain of constantly burying our men and trying to find creative ways of explaining death to our children. It's almost sickening how much you complain, not because we're sick of hearing you verbalize your thoughts, but because we stand proudly beside you in society's disdain, advocating for you, protesting your worth and your value. Yet you can never find the time to listen, embrace or proclaim mine. When did black men become so vain? Trying to convince me that you go through things that we could never understand when we hold you down. No questions asked. But you only hold us down and attempt to get some ass. We're not your honeys, your hookers, or your whores. We're the ribs that our black men continuously ignore. Believe me, Ebony is the true voice of the black community. But our people will never be exonerated while she's left suffering silently. To play don't this back, y'all. It's not, don't, don't Google that. Don't Google Ebony the motherfucking goddess, y'all. Don't, don't I can't. That. I can't. Ebony the goddess. That y'all is the lovely China Blue, and you know what it do. You know how she go. So we, we don't even need to have a disclaimer. But anyway, y'all get my y'all get what I'm saying. Ebony love time. I wrote down because I didn't want to forget. 
I, I feel you so much on this time. That's something I struggle with myself. And not having that personal time, that, that sacred time to yourself. That's, girl, I feel you. And the other part of that piece, when you talked about great, I am. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm there with you, honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever asked me about that. That's wild. See, I told you, you be picking up on stuff that most people don't never ask. Well, maybe they, they already know. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to stop doing people like that. They might be knowing. <laughs> they might know. We they don't might. say not, though, and take the credit. But right, ahead. right, right. <laughs> right. But um, it just, it touched me. It hit a lot of personal parts of me. Um, that I can identify with so again this is what I mean this rawness you authentically no no apologies no you know shits on the side it's just totally rawly you and I can appreciate that I, that's the type of shit that, that Porsche After Dark is about we don't want nothing fake we want you and we appreciate you bringing you here all day to this day <laughs> I can't blame nobody but me though. Unfortunately, you know, cause um, I'm a goddess of one, so this this is what you get. Word, word. Yo, China. Before we move forward, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I, I had a couple of questions. I at least got one good one before we move on. Um, so I know you got nominated a lot, especially last year for a lot of awards, especially the National Folk uh, Award Awards. But you got nominated for like three different awards. And I know a couple of other uh, venues you got um, presented with some awards. What's your favorite thing that you've been nominated and won? Um, I don't really have a favorite. I'm gonna be honest, I don't do it for the accolades. Um. No, let me let me change that. I'ma tell you what my favorite was. When I won the Iron Scribe, I'ma tell you why. Mm, okay. <laughs> Cause I put in some motherfucking work for the Grand Griot competition, okay? We worked hard. Y'all <laughs> worked so we hard. Had to write a new poem every week. I don't write poems every week. That ain't my ministry. I, I write when I'm inspired. And we had to write a poem every week. And I was trying to bring out the best in me every week. I had to. <laughs> that was what the competition was about. And it definitely, definitely delivered. The ladies was there for sure. I wanted a woman to win so bad, but it didn't work out like that. But you did win the Iron Scribe. So that's what's up. Hey. And that's why I'm, I, I really wore that as a badge of honor because I know how much work I put in for the Grand Grill. And mm -hmm. I don't know about anybody else that was in the slam. But I have pieces that I wrote in the slam that I'm doing now on stages and people are like, oh my gosh, she, what, did you, did you say that? You know, they so at all. And I'm like, I wrote these last year. You know, you should, you should hear what I'm right now. You know, <laughs> like that. But that's how it is with me. I'm not a person that, that, that wants to write every day. And it's just because I live a lot of life. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? A lot of life goes into my pieces and and for me, it's not always about putting the pen to page. I, I only do it when I'm inspired because a lot of times I feel like if I'm just writing just to write, I could be putting down lines that are necessary for another piece. 
And for me, I don't like writing the same poems over and over and over again. I always want my poems to have some element that's different that the other poem doesn't have. So, like, y'all know I like to sing with poems. Sometimes it's the song. Sometimes it's how I use the metaphor. If I use the same metaphor, I use them in different ways. So if I'm talking about a car this time, I might talk about a Jeep next time instead of it being a car. And I'm purposely changing how I'm describing it based using that metaphor just because I don't want it to sound like the other piece. Because you may accidentally start putting down some of the same lines and not even realize it. And so that's, that's why a I don't mind that I don't um, sound the same. I feel like I sound the same all the time. So that's a concern of mine as well. I understand. I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take the guy um, a lesson from you and, and switch it up. I don't know. Do something different. I ain't gonna sing though. Don't nobody want to hear that. But I'll do something. Lord, please. You can sing something now. Everybody has a song. Oh, Ebony, okay. love, sweetheart, please don't <laughs> encourage her. Oh. Um, <laughs> We not don't want to do oh. that, but because we need my lads coming strike it from the record. Please. Okay, <laughs> black people, boy, I tell you. But I mean, since you mentioned singing, and we have not had anything live yet, this is a perfect opportunity to <laughs> yes to hit that live on this wherever you choose. No pressure, but we wouldn't mind any singing if you want to sing for us now. Well, if you have a request, I'll take a request. If not, then I don't know what to speak. Mm, I'm gonna have to say, I need one that you're singing in, and the only one that I can hit. Okay, if you don't have one, China, the only one that I can go back to that I know that just shook me would be about the grandma, the grandma one. Mm-hmm, that's the one. Okay, I can do that one. Grandma's hand. Oh yes. Cause I have, I ain't gonna lie, I got a lot of pieces that go that have songs to them, so. I'd rather you pick one that's different than that one. But if that one to hear that one, go ahead. No, if she has a different one, she can definitely pick from. Because I'm being biased I as hell when I choose that piece. I have a new poem I wrote called Altar Call. Exclusive? And I haven't had yes. Exclusive. Okay. Let's go. Hey. Okay. Satan, we're going to take your kingdom down. Satan, we're going to take your kingdom down. You've been building your kingdom all over this land. Satan. Sundays ain't seeming so Sunday no more. Church doors swing open, and I hear more squeaking and less shouting, more begging and less believing, more dying and less testifying, and I can't help but wonder what happened to us. The church used to be the pillar of the community, but that was back when hymnals laid uncovered yet was still filled with his mercy and grace. A time when every church fan bore the face of MLK, ACs didn't matter because we could feel the fire burning way down in our souls. We didn't just go to church. We had church. Back when services wouldn't end without a good old-fashioned Baptist fit, somebody's mama or auntie slain in the spirit. It didn't matter if they just laid you down or covered you up in white sheets. The presence of the Lord was here. 
wherever we were, be it the grandest of cathedrals or a little old shack way out in the woods, but wherever two or more are gathered, he is in the mist. This is what I miss. I'm thinking back now, and I don't remember the last time I seen a church choir dressed in robes. We don't even hear babies crying in the church house no more. Just old folks praying that the Lord saves their family souls. We've become too good to lay our burdens down by the riverside. Replace the need for the love of God with pride. And now we get high off our own words, spreading the lies of the enemies to the masses. Supposed to go to Sunday school, but it seems we've been missing classes. Preachers always talk about church folk being too cute to praise. Well, I need a Mississippi mass kind of praise. But these days, people be more concerned with their outfits and the shout fits than the offerings. Now, instead of being spiritually fed, we're just starving. But the bread of heaven ain't good enough. We take ounces of weed to get lifted, yet end up feeling lower than we were before. What we used to take to God in prayer, now we take drugs in despair. On that lean instead of leaning on his everlasting arms. We've stopped taking communion and started injecting ourselves with spirits. The power of Christ compels you, but not like that mojo do. Supposed to hold on to God's and changing hands, but we're outside snuggled up with liquor bottles and beer cans and I just want to go back. Give me that old time religion. My soul longs for that old spirit of church and my peace be still. I don't want my Jesus peace drenched in gold. I was just fine with that old rugged cross. See, these knees ain't too good to kneel. All I need is to touch the hem of his garment to heal me, rebuild me. I'm on a journey to show you power as these words are spoken through me. I'm not talking about the father of Tariq. I'm talking about my heavenly father as we speak. These words are holy. No need for ghosts in this series. You don't have to be a fan of stars to hear me. Poetry is the vessel through which God saw fit to use me. So if you can use anything, Lord, fill me with your poetry. For you are the living words. That's why I'm out here giving words of how you allowed me to be a living testimony of your praise. That's why I stand here with my hands raised. And I bow with every breath I take to use my voice to keep your spirit awake. O-M-G. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I got chills, y'all. I, I felt it. Like, when you sing, when you sing. Oh, my gosh. I was hoping Listen, I was right? the She already had That's you in the spirit. I, I pulled out my Martin Luther King <laughs> fan. I so did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, if you're in the building, y'all, you got to grab yourself at this point and make sure you're still in the in the living because if she ain't take me out of here and bring me back, I'm like, hold up now, Ebony, shit. <laughs> I love it. Very beautiful. It, it, the voice. And then the poetry, even when you spit your poetry, it sounds like a hymn. It's, it's, it's a melody to it. <sighs> China, uh, mm. are you back, China, or are you still out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. I'm going to say one thing, though, and this is just, you know, no criticism towards your piece, but um, the part where you was like, if y'all out here smoking the weed and then the next thing to go, you need a new supplier. Because I ain't without it. I can't. Now, don't think that if it is, if it's in rotation, I'm just not going to, you know, partake in, in that particular substance now, okay? 
I might hit it a couple times. I ain't that saved, okay? Smoke weed every day. I'm glad you made it over. Shame, but look. he ain't done with me yet. We all got our cross to bear. First okay? of all, he told y'all in y'all babble, okay? Seeds, plants, all that ass. Hello. Y'all better smoke that shit now. <laughs> Rearrange you know the priorities. What? I'm gonna put that on the shirt. It's gonna say Jesus is my supplier. Check me out. <laughs> Somebody. Oh God. I love it. <laughs> I love it, but I mean, I, I love how China said, "Look, that one little part, you gonna have to fix that shit, right?" <laughs> there are no criticism for it, your people be loving. You know what I mean? But <laughs> that was just y'all. When I tell you my stomach hurt, y'all got me laughing so hard over here. <laughs> All right, Abs, we going back to work. We appreciate that live exclusive that we haven't heard. Hello, she out here doing big things, and don't forget, okay, something else is in the mix. Ebony listens. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this is the April. I Am. Go ahead, love. I was just saying it should be out April. Oh, April. Okay. Shit, that's not far. That's not long, y'all. We it's got way long. Last, her last album came out, what? It was last year? April? No, not last year, but uh, April. What was it? April 11th. You got an Aries book. Her book, her, her I album, can't. Aries. Well, that's like fine. It. I like that. We love Aries. <laughs> Daps Aries. Hello. <laughs> so this time they could come out on like the 20th, the 21st or something, so it could be a tourist. Anywho. Anyway. I just sent you the link on that day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Make it make it real for her. Okay. Hello. I gotta Thanks. make some money for my baby birthday. He born on April 22nd, so I gotta Aww. have the, the checks cleared and in the account before Lord then. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Baby. Shout out to the baby boy, the Taurus. Hey. Yeah, because Aries cut off on the 19th sharply. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> the 18th, so you know she right there. Yeah, she barely made it. Tell her a shout out to her. I'm glad she in the in the club. <laughs> <laughs> she might have a little bit of Taurus energy because she on that cuss. <laughs> uh, she, she, she got the Aries. She got it good. Oh, she do she now? Well, I'm gonna have to send out a prayer <laughs> for you <laughs> because if that's the case, I already know what you're going through. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, y'all spoke at the same I time. I have to deal with Dap all the time. Listen, yeah, we're not talking about through. Dap. Hello, we were talking about her and her sister. Come on. Okay. All right. My bad. I'll pull it back. I'll pull it in. <laughs> okay, so I am. Take us into that a little bit. Um, I wrote that. Basically, okay, so I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I am a member of Black on Black Rhyme Step to the My Poetry Troupe. Um, I'm the Mobile Chapter, and we do something called pop-ups. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it's basically where you do kind of like an introduction piece, or if you're at an open mic, when somebody else goes and, you know, we, we kind of just pop up in different spots of the building, you know, because you never know who's coming when, or you know what they're gonna do yada 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 um what my troop does for our regular monthly open mic we do pop-ups but it's the introduction to the the show and we come from different areas i needed a pop-up poem for the troop but i didn't have anything that was how do i say everything like i said at that time everything that i was writing was sad so and I wanted something that represented who I was and, you know, 
how my, my, my voice is, who I am within Step to the Mic, who I am as a woman, who I am as an artist, all of those things. I wanted to, uh, it to encompass all of those things. So I decided to do um, basically like the pieces of me, but each piece of me had to be represented by a different woman. And I wanted to do kind of like women in history, but not necessarily. Um, uh, the very beginning of the poem is uh, says, I am Eve, uh, Eve of a new day, something like that. I can't think of the words right now. But um, I start with Eve. I go to Harriet Tubman, Sarah Bartman. Um, I even mentioned, um, who else? trying to think of it because i got so many people in that poem y'all i have uh nina simone of course anybody that know me know i'm a big nina simone fan jill scott yeah. rochelle pharrell jasmine sullivan oh yes that's my uh, girl um queen latifah erica badu lauren hill everybody that i feel like in some way has shaped me to the woman that i am i've, I've shouted them out um even going as to sandra bland and um, what's my girl name that died at home? <sighs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name either. Shame on me. I can't think of. It. Yeah, I got I her face I though. I got her face. Yeah, I I put all of them in there because I felt like there's an essence of who they were that represents me, and I kind of describe it a little bit into the into the each line. But I wanted to have just a piece that encompassed all of that. And then I went on at the end of the poem. Uh, there are some names that people don't know, like Lady Tess. I've talk, you know, talked about Lady Tess quite a bit. Um, she's the reason why I do poetry. She's the person that I saw. And I just knew that I wanted to do poetry as a career. The first open mic I went to, I was just hooked on doing open mics. But by the second time I went to an open mic, I saw Lady Tess perform for the first time. And when I saw her perform, I knew that I wanted to pursue poetry, that that was what I wanted to do, that I that the feeling that she gave me, that I wanted to go around the world traveling, giving people that same feeling. So that's what uh, why I have Lady Tess in there. Then I have the females that were in Step to the Mic at the time, and all of them had their own individual, um, I guess you could say their own individual part of headliner. So I used a line or a bar from each one of their lines for headliner to put them in the poem. And then, of course, you know, I wrap it up in silly with a bow talking about your girl, you know what I'm saying? Of course. So <laughs> I, I Am was just it's, just, it's me, but it's, the, how I was molded into the person that I am. I love it. Into the goddess, she could say. Oh, right now. I love it. I'm sitting up here multitasking here because, um, yeah, that's what we do. Um, anyhow, uh, this piece, it's up to you, love. Do you want to you wanna snip it or do you want to play the whole piece? Uh, you can do a snippet. Um, I am also the track version has me singing like the vocals in the background but when i perform it i actually do um if y'all know oh what's my girl name i can't remember the uh who was the actress that just won the award that was for um she played dream girls the original dream girl that was dina with, with the original dream i can't think of my girl name sure, jennifer um not jennifer 
Not Jennifer. I know you ain't for th- it's not Fantasia shit. <laughs> but I'm thinking about her. <laughs> I can't think of my girl name. I be on her IG all the time. But she did, she sung the song, um, I am um I am an endangered species. But I sing no uh, but I sing no victim song. I'm a woman, I'm an artist, and I know where my voice belongs. Now, whenever I perform that piece, I perform it with that song because I felt like with the poem, that encompasses what I was trying to say with the poem as well. So I felt like there was a good, I just wanted to let y'all know that, that if y'all ever hear this poem, y'all don't hear it the way it sounds on the album because I didn't want to use anything that was already copywritten and, you know, yeah. whatnot on, on the text. Yeah, um, in this business, you got to be careful, okay? And always know, and I'm sure you already know, you know, being out here, you got a copyright. If it's a piece that you know that is sacred to you, don't put it out there because people steal, sadly. Yes, they do. (laughs) So, y'all, we're going to give you the snippet of I Am. We'll be right back. Naked truth, eve of a new day, beginning these cycles of sacrifice from knowledge ingested into my belly, exhibiting cerebarment with every curve of body, exposing my most intimate places for entertainment of the more fortunate, using my shine to guide, Harriet Tubman through my promised land to get to the promised land, daring to Sandra Bland for our black men. Victimized by the very system built to hide the white man's indiscretions, I am Breonna Taylor. Symbol of just how meaningless our contributions to society would Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to cut that off because I was getting in. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Hmm. And I thought I played everything. But I guess I haven't. Uh, when I got the album, I was so excited to have your album. I, I felt like a groupie for a high second, you know. But it is what it is. But <laughs> I got it and I started to listen to it. And I already had my favorites off the break. And then I, I, I dove into those favorites and I missed some jewels. I'm going to keep it completely real. I, I don't know how this got past me. China, you got anything to say for this one? Okay, love. If you're talking, we don't hear you. you. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. Am I through? You through, boo. Yeah. (laughs) She is definitely a fan of this album. When I tell you she is, I'm pretty much sure that since we've been back on Poetry After Dark, it is not an episode that doesn't have an Ebony the Goddess track on it. (laughs) Y'all can go back and check the tape. (laughs) But I'm more than confident <laughs> that these are facts. Like she's been since she got it, she's been on it. I promise you. Yeah, and I, I'm so excited that another album is coming. And I tell my listeners, I said, listen, she is who she is. That's my girl, and you're gonna continue to hear her. <laughs> Straight out. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I did. I worked hard on that album. I ain't gonna lie, but. Um, <clears throat> I'm more excited for my next album. I ain't gonna lie. I already know what my next two albums are gonna be. That is beautiful. And if you need any um, feature artists with you, <clears throat> let me stop. 
Thank you for saying that because I, I actually do need some feature artists. So we will be in touch. Word, I got word. the perfect one for me and you to write together. Ooh. Okay? See, Chai? Come on, but get on this train. Look, China, you want to get in on? Look, I'm, I'm we're gonna tell the people. Oh the wait, secret, I'm invited to the part, I'm invited to the collab party. I'm I'm here for it. Let's see what happens. I'm so here we, for it. I feel honored. That's that's nice. We're gonna write a poem about twerking, but y'all give like different aspects. Like we got to give the the spiritual aspect. Somebody give spiritual aspect. Somebody give like the modern aspect. Somebody give like the 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 the. the the fake side view of the aspect, you know what I'm saying? Word. I got I'm a whole vision. We gonna talk, no, we gonna talk. Yeah, 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 for real, for real, because I'm down. So, yeah, y'all, um, like we said, she's, I don't think I'm gonna be able to say this word. Google her, Ebony, the, oh T-H-A, goddess. Googleable. Googleable. <laughs> Only because you made me say it half a... <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, we gonna get into this. So, the next one... And after this, y'all, we got to take a break because, you know, the host got to have something to drink and some other things. None of your business. But, yeah, we got to take a quick break. Uh, But this next one, (laughs) I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Let me make sure my our guest is having fun. You having fun, Ebony? Oh, yeah. Look, I I really wanted to go take my daiquiri out the freezer, but I didn't think it was appropriate. It is. You want the original portrait out the dark. It is. You know, if you hanging out with China Blue, you could bring out the drink. I can't. <laughs> okay. Oh. Let's go. There's it no politically correct here. But it can happen. We want you to be comfortable. We want you to be yourself. So there's no restriction. All right. This other one here, um, I believe I'm seeing self-love. So y'all forgive me because I got to put my mouse over it to see it. But this says it's uh, six. Yeah, it's, it's my uh, self-love poem. I never titled it. It just says self-love poem untitled. Oh, actually, I never yep, titled I do. it because I didn't want to share it. Um, um, I, I look at it as an offering to the people about how I really feel about um, when it, as it pertains to my weight. You know, because y'all know I'm a big girl. And it's not to say that I'm not confident, but it's also to take a look into where the insecurity regarding my weight kind of started you know what i'm saying and how it has perpetuated over time and how i view myself now so it's 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 a, it's a it's not a deep deep dive but i think you guys are like that one. you can if you wanted to play that whole one you can definitely play that whole because hey. i never never perform it <laughs> okay well hey y'all y'all heard it from her never performed and she about to do it here right here with this track tune in this is Untitled, a love poem. I love it. He said his wife was about five months pregnant and a BBW too. 
embarrassed, ashamed, and unsure what to say, I kindly smiled and said, yeah, me too. He congratulated me on my bundle of joy and walked away. Can you believe this shit? This man actually thought I was pregnant, mistaking these evaporated tears for a motherly glow. Assuming my bosom could only be big if filled with mother's milk. My hips, this wide only of hiding secrets my flower concealed. Rubbing the very stomach, hoarding the trauma that uprooted my seeds of hope. Earlier that day, I broke down. For the fourth time, unsuccessfully attempted to diet. Never feeling completely satisfied with my appearance. Unmotivated to do anything about it. Thinking back to the moments where I could look past my stomach, past my breast to see my own feet without making adjustments. Sometimes I don't feel beautiful at all. Like how I look in the eyes of a bone-shaped child about to burst from the mouth moment of asking, why are you so fat? I wonder how I allowed it to get so bad. Maybe I was haunted by the honest eyes and heartless comments of my childhood. Come here with your fat self. Asking my mother, what you feeding that girl? She's about to pop. Maybe I was reminded of the times I filled notebooks from cover to cover with, I hate myself. Oblivious to this naturally therapeutic remedy, having to multiply its page day by day after being suspended from school. I guess the only logical reason a child would bring a knife to school would be to use it, harming others and themselves, but I wouldn't hurt a fly. I just wanted to be cool like my papa, but my family assumed I was suicidal and needed therapy. I disassociated fat from being beautiful. After all, I've only been seen as pretty for a big girl, and if I'm not beautiful, why even try? Why should I waste energy to get out of bed to fix myself up? Who am I trying to look good for? In my mind, I was only good enough to do the things society said I could. Thinking my body type was only good enough for any man that was willing to accept it. Lighting the flame to my own demise. Trying to disguise the shame through the fuel. Gassing me up to play the fool. I never believed my fairy tale would come true. Never saw a BBW as queen. Rising above her slim competition. Riding a wayside saddle in the arms of Prince Charming into the beautiful sunset. Until the moment I allowed myself to gaze into the mirror with loving, accepting eyes and say, Ebony, I love you. Self-love, y'all. Ebony, the goddess. I don't know about y'all, but man, she could be my spokes lady. <laughs> For real, push yes. Okay, that it, it takes a lot to pull your all and to be so I don't know, trying to help me out. Like she just put it all in there and then gave us that situation. I, I mean, I played it out in my head. And then really, the nerve of you motherfucker. Did you really just <laughs> I mean for real, did you really just touch my mother? And you better than me, because I wouldn't have smiled and been like shit. I'm like, motherfucker, hello. <laughs> Well, he just caught me off guard so much because it was like, I'm still in shock. Like, he he's still talking to me. And in my mind, I'm still in shock. I'm like, you really think that I'm pregnant? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what? 
even I if just, you don't, I don't know. The, the, the fact that people feel like they can put their hands on you or touch you, even if even if you were pregnant, that don't give you the right to put your hands on me. Yeah, the you assumption right. is you made an ass out of yourself. Okay. Don't touch me. You need to ask for. Can I touch your stomach? That's what you say. But even then, why you want to? Leave me alone. Why not ask? Why make an ass out of yourself? That's the part for me. <laughs> y'all, Ebony the Goddess. Make sure y'all checking her out. If you're out there in the world and you want to check her out, she does circulate around the open mic spot. You can catch her in Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, uh, Augusta, Georgia. She everywhere. She everywhere. So y'all make sure y'all following her on her pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Y'all make sure y'all following her, Ebony the CHA Goddess. Make sure y'all link up with her so y'all can find out where she at. And show up at the spot and give her her love and support mm-hmm. that she needs. Give her her flowers now. Album coming out in again this year in April. Y'all make sure y'all looking out for that. And again, like y'all said, she is Googleable. So if you <laughs> want to hear to catch all of those links, you can just Google her and you can get those links and you can connect with her that way. Make sure that you get that album, Ebony Speaks. That's what we're going through tonight. And also Work the Weight, which is a great book also by this queen. Make sure you check it out. Yes, it's available on Amazon.com. Just type it in and get it. Okay, hold up. Ah, skirt. Ebony. Huh? Why have I heard from you that you have a book? Uh, because I ain't been on Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, because here in China, this is why I love China, because China is so resourceful. She will find some shit. Now I'm sitting here saying, a book? What? What? An Amazon? What? So, yes, um, September, I released my first book entitled Worth the Wait. It does have poems from the last five years worth of my poetry journey. Um, A couple of the poems that are on the album are in the books. That self-love poem that you just did, I did put it in the book because I'm not performing. I refuse to perform. (laughs) I don't know why. Because people have come back and like, oh my God, that, that poem that you wrote? Yeah, mm can't do it. I'm sorry. Uh, I offer so much of myself, but I have limits. And when it comes to the weight, um, I'm still not ready to go there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I've, I've given so much. So I feel like I have the right to say, no, I'm not going to commit this to memory. No, I'm not going to perform it. You can buy the book. You can hear it on the album. But... <laughs> Hey. Okay, we gotta have our boundaries. I understand, right? I, I get it. I get it. Wow. So to the book, um, I need to cop that, you know. And I, I'm, I'm kind of like, dang, I, I wish I would have known that sooner, uh, so I can match it up. How did it feel once you officially published your book? It felt great. I was wondering why I hadn't done it sooner. <laughs> Just be honest with you. Um, But I'm going to tell you, you don't realize who supports you until you have something where people can support you. And the album showed me that firsthand, but then the book has shown me even greater um, my reach. Because it's one thing to hear me do this poem, but it's another thing to sit, meditate on on what I'm talking about, actually see the words, because there are some words that I'm using interchangeably you know as double entendres that people may not catch when they hear me say it but when they're reading it for themselves and they can go back and read as many times sometimes they can catch up on things sometimes i have Mm -hmm. stuff spelled a different way on purpose like if i say the word testimony 
people hear the word testimony. But when I hear the word testimony, I hear T-E-S-S testimony for test. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So things like that, you may not pick up on when I'm, I'm, you know, a regular conversation, but you may be able to see it in the book, how I'm spelling it, how I'm emphasizing it. And uh, you may understand more why this poem means so much to me because of how I wrote it. So, and I will say I've had at least three to five people come back to me and tell me, oh my God, I loved your book. It made me want to write. I'm almost, I just met a lady literally in Tallahassee, um, maybe two weeks ago. And she was telling me, I bought your book back in September. You remember me? I was like, oh yeah, you, we were talking about your uncle. And she was like, girl, I read that book. I couldn't put it down. I started writing my book and I'm almost done. Do you have anybody that can help me get it published? And so I'm helping her get her book published because of that. And it's been, you know, other women telling me that. So just like uh, y'all was saying about the, the, the um, Purple Rain, the workshop, I feel like this is another way that I'm, I'm able to do that. And, you know, I'm not charging these people for, for doing that because I'm, I'm happy to share the knowledge. I'm happy to let them know, you know, that there are people out here that will actually help. And you ain't got to pay a thousand, two thousand dollars to publish a book these days. You know okay. what I'm saying? It can, be, it can be price, you know, price countries. You can be price countries when you come, you know, when you're actually doing it. So I've got about somewhere between three to five people that I'm helping get books out just because, you know, either I inspired them or something in the book inspired them or, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, All I'm going to say is community is a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Man, I thank you for bringing up the fact between, okay, it's a different experience to listen to you. But when you have the reader engaging with you in that format it's a different aspect it's a different feeling there is a difference mm-hmm. and i also commend you for coming out and being brave enough to come out with a poetry book because the average poet is going to tell you don't waste your time we don't read yep well they can say what they want but i done sold over 100 copies in less than 90 days so hey. <laughs> let them know let them know god damn it let them know when I t- and I, my sales are driven ma- mainly from you know person to person contact so i'm learning how yeah. to you know not just sell the book but with with them buying my book they're purchasing me these people yes. may not have access to me again tomorrow or the next week or the next week or even the next year just like south carolina the people that purchase my book there they don't know if they're gonna ever see me again right. but they know they got my book that part <laughs> girl you get man okay y'all hear those y'all upcoming make sure poets. y'all check that out right worth the wait everybody the goddess on amazon.com i like a quote that you had over here on amazon it says our tears lead a trail back to the moment we were purely mm-hmm. our true selves and i really like yeah. that quote that was that was something right that gave me a little a little twinge in the heart a little twang little twang Cause crying is my superpower. Don't take that, y'all. That's a prompt that I made for myself that I'm writing to. Don't take that. That's mine. Okay, I got it. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But you know I, what? It's mine too. It's mine too. <laughs> it's my superpower that's, that's, too. I like that. Yeah, that's that's really. I cry through a lot of these poems, and I'm not ashamed to say that because that's where my healing came in. I used to be ashamed of tears. Now. I don't care if I'm at a show and your your poem touches me like that. I will cry with you, hug you. We gon' <laughs> 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 
Oh, we are man. healing together. That's right. <laughs> that is right. And again, you, I'm, I'm just letting you from a personal side for me. You have given me inspiration. Um, I can't wait to get the book. I'm letting you know I'm on Amazon now. I wish I can get on my phone and do it because it'll be quicker. But I'm fitting to buy that. Okay? And I, I'm definitely going to pump it as much as I can because this is what it's all about. We got to be a community and the poetry community is so it runs so deep and all we gotta do is connect the dots seriously so with that being said y'all i said i was gonna take a break i am a woman of my word and so we will take a break china blue i hate when she do that to me well, I thought something else was coming after that. I was waiting. My bad. That was my cue to do something. My bad. That's <laughs> all good. We be right back, y'all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-mm-mm. You and me. You and me belong. You and me belong together. Yeah. And I, I believe. I believe that you, I believe you feel the same And we, we are strong Stronger than we ever thought when we were all alone And I know that times are getting rough So shorty march, walk with me Cover me, cause you know life can be a battle zone Cause we're coming up on uncharted territory But we still march I still march You still march We still march So many obstacles in front of us We can't see No, but we still march I still march You still march We still march Let the clouds bring a storm Bring us pain Starting with still Waiting for the chance, the opportunity, the privilege to take you where you've never been before. Yeah. You say you've never been in love, a love like this, a love like this is surely meant to stand the test of time. So you go at the trust, trust in me. Walk with me along this path and never look behind I'll tell you why Cause we coming upon uncharted territory But we still march I still march You still march We still march So many obstacles in front of us We can't see No, but we still march I still march You still we still 
We're coming upon uncharted territory But we still march I still march You still march We still march So many obstacles in front of us we can't see But we still march I still march You still march We still march and soul converse until you're forced to burst poetry, poetry, poetry where the divine causes the mind to align with lines after dark, after dark, after dark, after dark. where conscious minds combine and at the root of it you find poetry the original poetry after dark the angelic poetess Let's go. All right, y'all. We're back. This is the original Porsche After Dark. Dap, China Blue in the building. We have a lovely guest, phenomenal poet, singer. Man, she everything. She's an artist, an author. Like, she do it all. Ebony, the TH8 goddess. How about that, China? Hey. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Good job. <laughs> so, um, and guess what? She in the chat like, ooh, that's my song. How did I know that? I don't know why, but when I did the lineup and... The conversation has been so great. We haven't played no music. But some said, pull that in there. I had no idea, but I hit it. <laughs> I made her happy. I haven't heard it in so long. I was like, oh, my God, this is that song I used to like. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Dad play music, that's how you feel. <laughs> oh, my God, that's that song I used to like. You know what? No, it's not that. It's, I, I love that type of music, but think about it. These that was a big old hug. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ski. I'm vanilla, baby. That's all we hearing. That's a fact. <laughs> no real music. We don't hear real music 
anymore. And I told y'all I was a music major. I have a love for the bass line. I listen for the chord structure. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 me. I love hearing the different voices weave in and out of the, mm-hmm. the, the background and, and hearing the, the different singers and trying to figure out, is this a male singer? You know, I do weird shit. <laughs> Listen. Oh, I think that's just part of the train. You are a singer. You, 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 you know, she can sing. She really into music. And when mm-hmm. you into music like that, I think you pay attention to things that most people don't pay attention to. I mean, unofficial. I have no major in music. I, um, I always say self-made. But when I listen to music, I understand exactly where she's coming from. I go down from the words to the beat. Does it, you know, go with this? Is it going to complement the evening? All that goes into my player. Now, I know China, it, me and her are opposite sides when it comes to music, but even she has came out of her cage and said, oh, damn, that. So, yeah, I love music. Now, I can't be Jake down for credit when I can, when I can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I, oh, I almost forgot too, Ebony. That piece that I, um, you don't perform. I actually did play that on the original Portrait After Dark, one of the shows. Um, and I was just like, the first time I heard it, I was like, wow. And I was, I had all sorts of feelings, but I was really angry with the dude. And I was actually a little ticked with you because I was like, she didn't say nothing. <laughs> this was the timid, this was during the timid Ebony stage. So mm-hmm. this was before, you know, because now I'm. What the fuck is you doing? That part. I'm like, I support that energy. I was an only child. I was sheltered. You know, I grew up in the church. Like, I I wasn't, you know, you know, back in the day, they used to say children should be uh, seen, not heard. A woman's voice shouldn't um, shouldn't rise above the, the the sound of a whisper, whispers, things, things like that. I took those things serious as a child. So as I got older, I took that with me until I got to a certain point. And that's what I'm saying. Before my transformation, nigga was a whole different motherfucker. I didn't even cuss back then. That's I thought that when I lost my V card, it was going to be to my husband who was a preacher after we had been dating for 20, not 20 years. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But I really thought <laughs> I had made up in my mind that I was going to be with a preacher, that uh, I was going to lose my virginity on our wedding night. All kind of stuff, y'all. I, I just lied to myself. I was in a fantasy land. Okay? Hey, it's okay. I mean, I love to see what has come from that, the growth. I mean, because you can see it. She said it ain't even happening. Mm-hmm. I don't even think about it because the next time you're going to end up in that piece, it ain't going to go quite like that. <laughs> okay. Look, I, it ain't going to be unnecessary. Speaking of not going quite like that, I yeah. heard on the street Ebony trying to get cuffed up. So if y'all out here Ooh. looking for a hot date, <laughs> you want to chill with the goddess, let her know. I heard it's cuffing season. You before somebody else do. Listen, Portia <laughs> After Dark is already taking credit for people making kids. Now you going to do this? You going to add dating now? <laughs> it's cuffing season. I, I heard on the street that she's, you know, she's trying to get a little moment happening in her life. Something different. Little, right, something fellas. different. Little something different. Of y'all interested, go get with the goddess. Tell get me what it's all about. Listen, it's a piece that y'all fellas gonna hear tonight. You won't have to grab them drawers, okay, real tight. Cause boy, oh Ooh. my. You know what? Let's real quick tell Ebony when we played that piece that night, China. <laughs> we played it. Hey, you talking about the second one I sent by email? Nah, this is all off the album. Um. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. And the, the one that I sent y'all email was even more steamy than that one. This is for the next album. Bro. 
Okay. Yeah. If you want me to cue that up, I didn't, but I can cue that up. It's long though, cause it's a three in one piece. Oh, okay, okay. Well, y'all, this piece that's on the album, we we was like we was we was vibing. Me and China was talking, and uh, we we played the piece, and it was sound effects. I'm just gonna leave it at that. And then we started, <laughs> <laughs> and inadvertently, inadvertently, I have to say my disclaimer. I was like, um, I don't know what the hell we talking about, but all I know, I was like, I was like, it's been a lot of slurping going on in this show today. <laughs> off the ball. You know what? Let me be quiet. Oh, I can't with you. That off the ball you have. A... I can't stand her. Okay, y'all, listen. Back to business. Black and blue. Okay. Black and blue hit hard again. I mean... The whole album fine. I'm not capping, okay? The whole album is fine, but this particular black and blue, please take me into that one. Um, let's see. I believe I was picking my boys up from daycare one day. Um, my boys are doorstep, so I well not technically, but kinda. Um, I have one that's ten now and one that's nine. The nine now nine year old was five at the time. And I remember me just randomly picking them up. They was telling me what they wanted to be when they grow up. And he told me, the other brother told me he wanted to be a basketball player. And it's like every every week his would change. But my baby boy was like, uh, I want to be a police officer when I grow up. And I just remember my stomach dropped. And I was like, how the, how? You know what I'm saying? How do I supposed to feel about this? And I never wanted to be that person that was like, oh, you can't be this because this, or, you know, try to force your, ch- your children into something because I felt like that was me. Everybody told me I needed to be a lawyer or a doctor or something. That wasn't what I wanted to be. So I didn't want to take his dream from him or try to beat a dream into him. I wanted him to have his dream, but I, re- I realized at that time, I was so revolutionary, and I was, fuck the police, fuck the police, but my kid was sitting here wanting to be the police. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how do you feel as a black mother knowing what's going on in society? You know what I'm saying? With with Black Lives Matter, with all of these, not just black men, but black women being killed by the police. And it seemed like it was just back to back to back at that time. This was about four or five years ago. And it's just, it seemed like it was just back to back to back. Everything just, just happening. And I, I just couldn't process it. I couldn't, I was like, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't, I don't understand. And every time my son saw the police from that, from then on, he always, police, uh, the military, state troopers, anything. He always walked up to him, shook their hand, talked to him and things. So I could tell he was excited about it. And I just did not know how to feel. So I wrote the piece, you know, based on where I was at that moment. And in writing the piece, I found solace in how it ended, how the piece ended. I didn't force it. I kind of just let it, you know, grow into what it was supposed to be. And tidbit, the 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 voice at the end is actually my son speaking the last couple lines of the poem. You just asked my answer my question, girl. Damn. <laughs> I swear, because that actually sealed the deal for me when I heard him. And what can I say? Ebony, you have a way of just bringing your poetry to life. It's it's so real. It's so surreal to, for me. It's, 
What can I say? I'm going to give y'all a clip of this. You can't have all this one. This golden. Okay, so y'all can get a clip of this black and gold. China, you got anything before we roll into that? No? Okay. Okay. All right, y'all. So this is black and blue. because you guys got to get the album. Um, I am re-entering another um, show here because they capped me at two hours, which is some BS. <laughs> so I'm re-entering in here to open the show back up for y'all. Back to business. We got Ebony the Goddess back in the building. Like I said, guys, um, Popping had a two-hour uh, mark, so we had to get up out of there and restart. Um, as for your regular feature, we only actually had an hour and 42 minutes, so we still within the quota. All right, so we did the black and blue. Uh, we did a clip into that. I did not play the whole one, so if you listen back, it is cut. Going into Dear Mama and taking us into what what that entailed and how you felt in that moment of if you performed that one, how you felt about that. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Oh, God. I was talking on mute. <laughs> What's that? So, so, with Dear Mama, that poem, um, if you remember, Ebony Speaks, I told y'all I wrote after the very first time I hit an open mic. And the second time I hit an open mic, I witnessed Lady Tess. Dear Mama was the poem that I wrote after witnessing her. And it was inspired after the conversation I had with her. Um, Just talking about different things in life that 
the average person doesn't know. And I remember one of the, the most profound things, she said quite a few profound things, but one of the most profound things was she corrected the quote, we love to say uh, blood is thick in the water. And when I say that quote was a regular quote in my family growing up, I heard it probably every, every week, okay? That's how familiar I was with that quote. But she corrected it for me. And the original quote is, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the waters of the womb. And just to, to sit and marinate on it and realize that the quote had been shortened so much that it was, you know, it actually had a completely opposite meaning from the original quote. And I just remember um, hearing that in my, my mind over and over again. And I wanted to write a piece to um, to remember that quote, that used the quote. And I couldn't actually use it in its entirety. So I just kept the waters of the womb just to, for me to always be a reminder of that conversation with her. And dear mama, that was actually the first, that line that I wrote using that was the very first line that I wrote in that poem um, when I sat down to write it. And I just remember going from hearing her talk about things, marinating it on it. And then when I finally realized what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to, it was a letter to my mom. The poem is a letter to my mom. And it not only talks about my relationship with my dad and how that affected the relationship, you know, my relationship with men um, and the general, the um, generational curse aspect, but it also talks about um, how the only reason I had the strength or the power to leave my boy's dad was not out of regard for my own life, but it was out of regard for my children's lives. And it, it's funny that um, we talk about that because my mom, she left my dad literally the week, she was nine months pregnant with me, the week that, the same week that she gave birth to me was the same week that she left him. And same thing with my boys, uh, my second son. I was nine months pregnant at the time when I left their dad. It wasn't the same week he was born, but it wasn't very much before. Um, and I just remember thinking like, it's crazy how my mom told me, you know, all these things about my dad and these things ended up happening. I'm not saying that it happened because she told me, but I do believe that her telling me was just as harmful as her not being honest about it had she not talked about it. So I kind of realized how life works. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's hmm. about the things that, that we teach our children, but it's also about the things that the, that the children carry with them into adulthood and how we teach these things to our children. You have to be very specific with how you're telling these stories and make sure that they actually understand the moral of the story. You can't just tell them, oh, I left your daddy because he wasn't no good. Especially if you're talking to a little boy because now that little boy is gonna associate, oh, my daddy wasn't shit, I ain't gonna be shit. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So now I don't even have to try to learn. I don't have to try in school. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I believe that there's an essence of that in her passing down those stories. Um, I said, I have a line in there where I said, Mama, your attempts to protect me became the fairy tales I envisioned trapping me inside an ancestral loop. And I, I feel like 
we do that as children. Well, I'm not a child now, but <laughs> I just feel like that that's, that's the essence of what we're doing when we're telling our kids these stories. Even the things that we don't say, same thing. It's you never know what that, that child is going to soak up because kids are, are uh, sponges. You mm -hmm. never know what the child is going to soak up and how it's going to affect them in, in their adulthood. But that was just me expressing, I guess you could say, how I, I, I was beginning to understand my mom's actions, why she did the things she did, how she got there. I, I, I understood my mom on a whole nother level. So that's why, although the subject is my dad and my boy's dad, it was a letter to my mom letting her know that I understand. It's like, I see you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Without saying it that way. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yo. Mm, Ebony speaks, y'all. I really don't have much to add. Uh, China, do you have anything to add before we introduce the, the next clip on her um, album? Uh, no. I mean, that was really deep right there, what she said. It had me thinking about some all night. I, I went into a whole thing. I'm <laughs> thinking about some deep stuff. She had me get deep with my life over here. Yo, she's, uh, <laughs> she's teaching over here. I'm sitting here. I'm all for it, okay? <laughs> all right, y'all. So right. Long. Straight thesis. Facts. We're going to do this dear mama another clipping. You're not getting the whole thing again. She's Googleable. Shit, did I do that right now? Check her out. You did. You ain't even need no help or nothing. <laughs> I was just going to say, oh, she got it. Okay. <laughs> Round of motherfucking applause for that. Okay. She did not just give herself an applause. I did. <laughs> I just licked my old status and shit. So let me stop. Here we go, y'all. Yeah. Dear mama. <laughs> Officially since I love you so much more than my heart could ever spare. We've shared a lifetime of beautiful memories, yet somehow we can never compare. Growing up, you were my eyes, my ears, my air. But good as it was, my life felt incomplete without my daddy being there. I missed him so much that in adulthood, I dated men that in some way, shape, or form reminded me of him. Even when it's forced to date a man that had the exact same name as him. We told y'all now, you gonna have to go out there and get Ebony the Goddess. Ebony Speaks. How bad? For sure. Man. <laughs> This has been one of, and again, this is, I have to continue to remind y'all, this is not cap, because you know how these young folks get. But this album is, 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 is profound, it's beautiful, it's thought-provoking. It puts you in this, in this mood, you know, that I, I gotta have more. So when I tell you, when April come, I'ma probably be all over it. And I have to ask her, um, as far as the production, 
I mean, this is this is nice. Was it the same producer, or did you have multiple people that you work with? It was just one. Um, my album was uh, produced by Halo City Entertainment from, um, well, I guess now you can say Mobile. But I had to drive uh, <laughs> when we was doing this album. My boy, you know, he humble beginnings, okay? So um, he he lived in Tunica, Mississippi at the time, way out in the boondocks. If y'all ever heard the story of Robert Johnson and and the Crossroads, that's where we was. We was we was right right up the street from the Crossroads in a little old shed that he turned into his studio, and we was out there with the chickens and the hogs and. We, it wasn't no hogs and no chickens, but it was it was it was <laughs> it was tall grass everywhere. Okay, and the skeeters was skeeting. Okay, skeet skate. I don't think I should have said it like that. That's how I took it. But, yeah, the, the skeeters was doing what they was doing, and um, I don't this know. Sound like the best story ever. That's a real classic right there. Everybody can't say that. This is one of those behind the music moments. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Be be like, yeah, remember that one time we was in the bar <laughs> recording <Okay>. the album? <laughs> Period. That's really what I it love was. It. That was so I many times we had to redo stuff because when we did it in the shed, you know, it'd be cool. Like this particular track, we were re-recorded it three different times because the first time there was a tractor in the distance that you could hear in the back, <laughs> and you see it's no music. <laughs> that was a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> in the background so we re-recorded it in the city in mobile at somebody's house and then there was a plane that was going over the house at <laughs> oh, the time when we recorded it that we didn't realize it caught it up so then i had to go back to tunica again and we did it in a hotel in tunica so i did we went through the struggle okay hey, i but, know about them yeah, <laughs> cause listen, my Good first one. Time. What that <laughs> first one that I put? To, well, not not even the first one, because that was kind of computer. But when I went to the studio, the album that I actually promote, and all the extra shit that went into it, and oops, this was coming over, and this was happening. So it's a struggle. It's, mm -hmm. it, you got to put some work into it. It's not some wham bam. Thank you, man. You got to have passion yeah. for this shit. Okay. <laughs> people just thought and I never ever told that you know I'm gonna have to start telling people <laughs> seriously cause you know we it's not mainstream you know what happens with the mainstream they got their little beautiful setup but for us we gotta make shit happen that means the producer could be in this place the recording could be in that place and I'm emailing this and uh shit I had multiple producers so it was it was it was crazy but it was fun and it really um it's worth it at the end of the day when you hear yourself cause I don't know about you Ed when you get on that mic, it's different. Did you feel that way when you when you heard yourself? I didn't know who that girl was. <laughs> I was like, did you? <laughs> the very first time, I was like, I don't think this is my track. <laughs> he was like, what you mean? I was like, that don't sound like me. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like I recognize the voice, but it's, that ain't how I sound mm -hmm. in my head. How? <laughs> Telling you, know, you, man, you get a whole new mic voice, okay? <laughs> I dig it, though. I'm glad you had fun with it. Are you, um, if you don't mind, you don't have to answer this, of course, but are you going around the same way of, of doing this se second one, or are you exploring other options with producers? How are you handling that second one? 
for this one, just because it's the B-side version, I have to use the same producer. That's just how I feel about it. Um, I wanted to have a similar feel. Um, everything that, because even with down to my son being on, on Black and Blue, the, the last few lines, that was his idea. Um, what else? Even with me singing in the back of I Am, that was his idea. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Lina, everybody having their own, you know, uh, their own verse. He he pieced it together like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he really did his thing. And I want to make sure, because I don't know if y'all know, I didn't tell y'all yet. But Ebony Speaks since 2021 has had over 200,000 streams awesome. on all streaming platforms. Oh my God, so, girl. Got the bar. Yeah. Oh yeah, not to toot my own horn too hard, but you know, um, I feel like it takes us being willing to work with people that may have those humble beginnings because everywhere that you go, they go too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I want to make sure that whenever I'm doing an album, that I am bringing people like that along with me. So right. my next album, he is doing. But my third album, I do want to have a completely different sound. So I'm going to go in a different direction. My third album is going to have Grandma's Hands on it. So, you know, oh, I'm trying to shit. beef up the whole Goddess vibe. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Picking it up a notch. Girl, yes. I'm gonna go. Let me just go ahead and get it out here now. Okay. Right now, you heard it here. If maybe I'm not the first, let me not boast. Okay, but I want that interview. When the album drop, I would like to have that interview where you are getting that debut for the day it drops. I got you. Okay, Look, now. I'm right now. I'm letting you know. I'm putting it down on my schedule. I'm going to drop a day early just so we can do it on April 12th, the that Friday. Hey! And you get it. <laughs> I'm going to send you the tracks ahead of time so you can listen to them and see, you know, what's up. You already got a couple. You don't know, but, you know. <laughs> you gonna be they don't need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to clip that out to show you. I ain't got to worry about that. Uh, unless you're live. <laughs> But I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to let you do the honors. Um, what would you like to give us, whether choosing another track off off your album or giving us something live? Where, where we going? I need to hear the live version. Mm-hmm. The live version of what? <laughs> of you. I don't want to hear no track. Okay. I got the album. But she said what? Right. Hello. She said what? We wait for the, the bottom line here. Uh, right, I don't know what she in the mood for. It's Friday night. You know what I mean? You know how I she feel about it. She wants some nasty. She wants the slurping. I'm going to tell you that now. Give us the new slurp slurp. <laughs> Let me stop. Listen, I didn't say it, but, you know, let's be out She here. ain't against that shit. Okay. I have no problems with providing that. Uh, let me let me uh, tell my children to go in the room. Okay, kitties. Yeah, go, y'all. Go on, Turn on. off the lights. And let's get mm-hmm. Oh Mm-mm. shit and setting the mood up in here tonight. Waiting for Ebony the goddess to come in and do that. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> we so waiting for You just wanna slurp. That's all she wanna do, y'all. Hey, cause this is the original force you have to die. 
Okay, it's after dark, so y'all right like y'all did hear the one that I emailed. Y'all saying y'all didn't, but I feel like y'all did. I never gonna tell. <laughs> okay, okay, stage is ready. <clears throat> Excuse me about that. I don't just make love. I create gods. Use this yoni to unlock the key to your divinity because I don't need amen. This doorway to heaven is where you go to find your resting place, so I want you to rest in pussy. It's peaceful here, so why don't you join the choir? Sing my praises as you prepare to indulge in my garden, enticed by the knowledge that my good Gets evil sometimes. Have you eaten my forbidden fruit while I charm your snake? My moans be the tone that he responds to. He only communes with angels. Call me Lucy, fur if you nasty. I'll take you to hell and leave your ass gasping. An apple won't be the only thing that cut off your ass supply away. <laughs> Can we pray? I think I need to confess because Father... I've sinned, I've been a bad, bad girl and I need you to spank me again. Sparing the rod doesn't spoil the goddess. I need you to comfort me. Then I want your staff to come for me. I'll crucify your seed, then in my third release, we rest from the fruits of our labor. And in the morning, you rise. With all power in my hands, I fall to my knees. Who knew? Who knew giving head was equivalent to holy compensation? When praises go up, blessings are sure to come down. Grab my thunder thighs while I rise your cloud all the way to the ground. I'll open my floodgates for you. Let it rain on you, daddy. Open your sack and give your ass a smack. This pussy is your inheritance. Sundays were made for sinning, so come here and get on your fucking knees. Speak in tongues as I lay hands upon your temple. Babble this box as I tower over you. And when I fall from grace again, I need you there to pick me up. Lead me into temptation in God's name. I'm ready to be born again. You are the living bread that came down from heaven, so let's feast. Turn my water into wine. Baby, I call that fine dining. We can live forever. Don't be scared. Just stir up this gift because you got power. Now let me show you how to use it. I christen your seeds and my holy of holies. Lick the drips from your face after you come up drenched in water from my sanctuary. I'm ready to take you to the water to be baptized. In God's name. Because you are fucking filthy. <sighs> Shit. I don't even know how you... Mm -mm. I just don't know how the fuck you come back from that. Now, I'm sure at this time, uh, some of you men probably got to use the bathroom and go, you know, clean up a little bit. Because y'all nasty. Y'all nasty. Get you a wet wipe. Pull that wet wipe out. I know you got it. <laughs> Back of wet wipes. 
<laughs> Girl, do you know they make dude wipes? They in that zone right now, getting together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Hey, this, hey, I told y'all. It's after dark, so you already know how I get down. And I knew China was going to have such a request. I really did. <laughs> so, yeah, that was yeah. hot, though. That was hot as shit. <laughs> So while she's saying, well, Ebony, I heard you like to get your little acting on. You ever thought about writing something that you would write your character? Hmm. Um. Hmm. I do like to act because you know I'm just I I think of me as like an all around entertainer. Personally, since I was a kid, I've always dreamed of being on Broadway. <laughs> you know, if anybody wants to be down here. But um, I do want to get into acting. I've done some plays locally, but it's always been, hey, can you write a piece, you know, about two minute long piece about this to, you know, stuff like that. So mm. I've done that type of acting, but I actually want the the task of being booked for a role where I have to learn the lines and I, I get to be somebody else. Cause y'all know I'm already animated. I'm already, you know, I go into hello darling, and then I'm over here like, <laughs> what up, motherfuckers? You know what yeah. I'm saying? I have levels. <laughs> Indeed. I have levels. Yes, it's in me. I just need somebody to help me pull it on that, you know. So I don't know. I've been yeah, I've yeah, done been. some uh, commercials too. For there was a guy that I used to do like a string of shows parties for, and he always wanted to have a commercial, like an actual commercial uh, for his shows. And I did two different commercials with him, and both of the two guys that directed it, they were like, "Oh my God, have you ever considered acting? Like you just..." It's just something about you, just the natural. Cause they, you know, they didn't give us lines, but they kind of told us what they wanted to say. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm doing me, you know? I, like I said, I like to entertain. People tell me I'm funny, that I should be a comedian. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm that funny. But acting, I feel like I would, I would thrive in that. I think you all love that. I could definitely, I could definitely see you on Broadway. All right, y'all, if y'all out there, y'all got some plays, some TV shows, some uh, things that y'all working out there on the Gulf Coast area, y'all hit up Ebony the Goddess, C-H-A. Ebony the Here. Goddess, Googleable. Hit her up. Hit any y'all show. Help that sister get the Broadway because we know we're going to support. Oh, okay, because that piece was like religious booty. Don't spare the rod. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's peaceful over there. I'm just saying. I know, right? <laughs> the title is uh. OMG. Well, so now y'all see why I, I titled it that. Mm-hmm. Hit, hit home. <laughs> hit, hit home. I'm telling you, dudes, right now with them dude wipes, trying to get their life together. <laughs> <laughs> so you may have said this, but if you have, we're gonna we're gonna re revamp that. Is there a signature, uh, a piece that you would say on top of everything? This the one. This is me. Which which piece would that be? You said a piece that just encompasses me in its entirety. Yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> to date, I guess I. I would say I am. Yeah. Good deal. So I have th- some other pieces that I've written since that I. 
that I think of me, but I, I think that that one gets all of it. I am. Mm. Mm. Any particular line in that piece that you want to bring to the forefront today? Um, any particular line? That's a great question. Um, there's a line in it where I was talking about Lauren Hill. And I said, shunning my creativity from the world until Ebony is ready to speak. Um, I was saying that because I feel like Lauren Hill gave us the miseducation of Lauren Hill and then she left. And she literally just completely cut the world off until she was ready to say what she had to say. And that's when um, the MTV Unplugged, one of my favorite albums by her, um, I know, right? You don't get enough credit. So many credit. of her tracks on that that particular album inspire me. I know, right? You don't get enough credit. Ooh, yeah, nice feedback. <laughs> and so many of those tracks um, inspire me. That um, can you hear me? Yeah, you coming through? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, you coming through? Oh, okay, because I just got in the car. That's why I wanted to make sure. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. But so many of those tracks on that that particular album have inspired me in ways that have um, impacted, heavily impacted, um, I guess you could say my whole career. You know what I'm saying? Lauren Hill is just that artist for me. Um, and that's why I feel like that particular, I, that particular line is um, so important because I wasn't ready to speak before until I found like poetry is where I found my way of being able to verbalize things and whatnot. But I can honestly say I wasn't ready to talk before then. And that's why I hit the, I literally got my first feature six months after, six months after doing open mics and was featuring literally almost every week, if not every other week since then, consecutively. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even if it was virtually or, you know, I've always been doing something mm -hmm. every week since I started. And because of that, it made me realize that, you know, that, like I said, it further affirms me and my position in, in poetry, in, in uh, my creativity in poetry. And um, I feel like that's just so, the, there's something about divine timing. Let me say it like that. There's something about divine timing that we would never understand, but we only can get a glimpse of understanding when we have actually, you know, analyzed our life and realized that different things happen in its divine time. And me and poetry are that. <laughs> we, we, we found each other when we really needed to, not when we wanted to, or, you know, when somebody else thought we should, it, it came when it was supposed to. Right. Well, y'all, um, I want to take this time to say one thank you so much for being a guest on Original Porch After Dark and sharing yeah. yourself with us um, and spending so much time. You have been so forthcoming with everything and, and so transparent with us tonight, giving us that raw, letting us see inside who Ebony the Goddess was. And we thank you. So I'm going to close out with 
Um, oh, there you go. I was wondering what happened. Okay, let me mute up. I think it's a delay on our end. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I was just saying, I thank y'all for having me as well because, you know, um, with Ebony Speaks, because it, a lot of times we create stuff and then we, we sit it down and we just forget about it. And I don't ever want Ebony Speaks to be there for me. That's why, like I was seeing, saying, even about the streams, I go back and check that periodically because I don't want to forget about her. I don't want to create Ebony Listens and then Ebony Listens is the only thing I promote because Ebony Ebony Speaks still has people that need it, you know, that that need her, that have to have to be inspired by her and have to hear the 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 impact that poetry has had on my life for them to be inspired to start. So I thank y'all for having this because I, you know, I, I've been so worried about Ebony Listens. I forgot about Ebony Speaks a little bit. So hey. Yeah. I know that's right because Ebony speaks birth Ebony listens so actually hey, we not gonna I yeah we not forgetting where we came from <laughs> so um I'm glad she told us uh what her piece was that was the one um get her get her album yeah um it's on a uh, band camp you, you know check her out I mean she's streaming like a motherfucker and she's definitely streaming here on the original Porch After Dark. So you definitely want to go and get that and um, have that experience because I can't have that experience for you. You got to have that experience for yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't want to rob nobody of such an experience. So yeah, Ebony the Goddess, T-H-A, um, dot bandcap, dot com, album, Ebony Speaks. Check her out. And don't forget, April... The original Poetry After Dark, Dap, China, Ebony, we're going to do this shit again for the second album, okay? And don't forget the book, okay? China, you Worth got anything? The wait. Worth the wait on right. Amazon.com. Make sure y'all check that out. Cop that read-along because there's some pieces um, on the album of Ebony Speaks that are also in the book as well, so you can read along with that. That's always good. I enjoy doing that, like she said. It's something different about reading and listening to someone and being able to read along with it. So I think that'll be a good purchase if you guys are looking for something to give your girl for Valentine's Day. Hey. Or somebody that you know that's looking for something for, for, you know, that's into spoken word, that's into poetry, this will make a good gift. B-Day is on the way. Make indeed. sure y'all cop that. Aries, indeed, okay? Um... Pisces, all that good shit coming up. So yeah, we're gonna leave y'all uh, with the goddess, no other, uh, the piece that she's chosen. Uh, I'm right with her, all her shit dope. But yeah, until the next time, y'all. Peace, love, and light. Till we meet again. Yeah. I am naked truth. Eve of a new day, beginning these cycles of sacrifice from knowledge ingested into my belly, exhibiting Sarah Bartman with every curve of body, exposing my most intimate places for entertainment of the more fortunate, using my shine to guide, Harriet Tubman through my promised land to get to the promised land, daring to Sandra Bland for our black men, only to be victimized by the very system built to hide the white man's indiscretions. I am Breonna Taylor, symbol of 
just how meaningless our contributions to society really are. Essentially night lighting blue devils hidden amongst America's shadows. My soul glows. The revolutionary Nina Simone. Singing struggles of slaves enslaved long after shackles set us free. Playing melodies of Negro spirituals like Bobby Humphrey. Attempting to remove these mind forged manacles with music therapy. I'm so Lizzo. Apologetically twerking only to be criticized for my size Unbothered, playing my flute as they ignore technique for my physique Asking that you stand with me, my loves, Monique Fighting the racial and sexual discriminations that our ancestors fought against Unable to solicit support necessary for boycott I am the legacy of Jill Scott, Rochelle Farrell, Whitney Houston, Jasmine Sullivan, and Lettucey preserving black history, immortalizing every runaway slave with every run I fulfill, seeking reciprocity like the miseducation of Lauren Hill, shunning the world from my creativity until Ebony is ready to speak, peace and blessings manifest with every lesson learned, Baduisms of a recovering, undercover, overlover, cause I want somebody to walk up behind me, just right, waiting for the one I can't live without. Removing every label of what it means to be a queen. Latifah, showing proof that cover girl could never cover girls of color for excess. Mistress of thickness, seductive deity, I be Lady Tess. A mountain standing majestically as tiny trees admire the power of my purity. Headlining this thing, pouring you a glass of these lyric libations like Zadora. Phoenix rising from the ashes like Queen Black. formerly known as Ebony, and I am poetry. I am. Are really ready for the next I am. Like, are you listening when I say it? You gotta be ready to take off. The music just turns me on. Oh my God. You are now. To the, the original Porsche after dark Porsche after dark I am D'Angelo Poetess You're as good as they say you are D'Angelo Poetess Genuinely Me Poetically Profound Authentic Inking See It's original D.A.P. Ladies and gentlemen Ladies Ladies and gentlemen It's about that time again Porsche after dark. Porsche after dark.